Welcome to this special presentation of Bait and Switch Podcast Sports, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Any other use of this podcast or descriptions or accounts of this broadcast without the consent of the Bait and Switch Podcast is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. It's Chris Beyer, as always, with Jim Martin. Hello, Jim. Hi, Chris. Hello, our guest, Jeff Grayson. Jeff Josh Grayson. Hi, Jeff. That's right. <laughs> hello, Jim. Hello, Christopher. Mr. Beyer. Good to hey, be up. with I, you guys. I got, as I mentioned, probably in the first half of this, I got to see Jeff in person uh, at the uh, our recent high school reunion. Jeff is up in Minnesota, and he joins us on Zoom. Yes, this is our 10-year reunion. I'm not going to say how many decades, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great to be home and great to see you. I love going. I especially love because they always have them at Hart Park. Mm-hmm. The village, oh, yeah. doesn't the village just get better and better? It's yep. beautiful oh, down yeah. there. Well, in this half, we're going to talk about the league in general. We ended the last one talking about our division, and both Jim and uh, Jeff agreed that they thought the Vikings were going to be the team to beat. What about the Bears? Uh, how are they going to shape up this year? A lot of question marks. I think the they're ready for Justin Fields to take a big step forward because the Bears went and got him some help. They yep. had a lot of salary cap money. They got a DJ. They got Moore, the receiver from Carolina. Yep. He's going to be one of those guys that Jair Alexander will have to shut down when they play each other. I don't know that much about their their defense. The Bears are one of those teams who you look at them and think, well, they should be improved this year. I think right now my initial reaction would be. One of the, the the Packers and the Bears are kind of close, in my opinion, which one of them is going to break out. I love the quarterback and his potential and the fact they got him some skill, uh, skill player at wide receiver, but jury's still out on the Bears. I can't figure out the Bears over the last yeah. several years. Yeah. Well, and, and they got Tanyan too, right? That's where yeah, you they got Tanyan. Yep. Jim, this question might be harkening back to the last episode, but let me just ask you this. There's now a 17-game season, which irks me to no end because it's not symmetrical. <laughs> I was a big fan of the 16-game season. Yep. They should have yep. built in another uh, bye week, I think, instead of putting these guys in an extra game. I think that would have been a wiser move. But anyway, that being said, uh, let's say the Packers finish. Well, let me ask you this. What would be the record that the Packers could finish that would make people question Jordan Love if his play is not good? Three and fourteen, four and thirteen, five. At what point do they start questioning their move with love? I would think the majority of fans, if he doesn't win six games, if they go five and eleven, people are that, really that'd be wow. five and twelve. Sorry, five, five and twelve. 12 yeah, sorry, yeah. five and twelve. Yeah. He people are really giving me mad. If he, six and eleven, I think they're still going to be kind of disappointed, upset. Um, I think it's more manageable. And obviously, it depends on his play. Maybe they they're five and twelve because the defense sucks. Right, right. They're but, giving but up forty points a game. Yeah, could, could be, could be. But then they expect Love to put up forty two. You know, right. So um, <laughs> that's the thing. That's what they always expect with Rodgers, right? Rodgers right. never had that luxury of like, hey, the yeah. defense sucks. So I think he's got to win at least six games to, to for people not to be too crazy. Right. And you mentioned yeah. in the first half of this interview that that's exactly what Rodgers did six and ten in his mm-hmm. first year. And I don't remember calls for him to be. Can he was he was kind of uh, injury prone in that first year, yeah, and then he was yeah. solid after that. Yeah, I, I remember when Rogers started, and you know, I'm a proud season ticket holder, and I remember seeing him in his first year, and he was apparently really sensitive about this. The first thing that hit me when he went up behind center, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a new era. Was how big Favre was in comparison. Favre's a oh, really? big guy. 
Rogers is by no means slight. Yeah. But when you look at Favre, I mean, he is this John Wayne type. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with Jim. I'd be fine with six wins if you see progress and potential. You know, you want as far as he goes, Jordan Love. You want does he have poise? Is he showing potential or is it shaky? So yeah. I, I look at it as that to me is the the low bar. And you know, there's something we haven't talked about yet, and that's the coach. We're gonna find out. Yes. We're going to find out if he can coach. Remember when Johnny Carson retired, someone joked with him and said, after he and Ed McMahon shared the Tonight Show for 30 years, he said, you're about to find out if Ed McMahon really thought you were funny or not. Because now he doesn't have any reason to laugh. Well, you know what? Now we're going to find out how good of a coach Matt LaFleur is. Yeah. That, that, that actually does concern me a little bit. Because uh, there were a couple games there where he was, after the game, he was very flustered about like, it just seemed like he didn't know in those moments where things collapse, he didn't know what to do. So they need the defense though, because when Favre yeah. won the Super Bowl and when Rodgers won the Super Bowl, if you go back, the Packers led the league in points scored and fewest allowed when Rod, when Favre won, cause they had Reggie and yep. all those guys. We won't talk too much about that. But, and then when, when Rodgers won the Super Bowl, remember Matthews and Raji were the young stars on the rise. They had Nick That's Collins, right. they had Charles Woodson. I mean, yep. that was a fantastic defense, a top 10 defense. So I don't think it's any coincidence that for them to be really good, they need the defense. They need the defense to come through this year but i'd go with the six wins to me you get you get to six wins i think i i mean i hope for more but i'd be i'd be good with that if they show potential now i heard a national commentator talking about dynasties in sports whether they be basketball or uh football and he said in basketball the warriors were good for the sport you know they had these personalities that drove ratings and the Spurs were bad for the sport. People, uh, they won a bunch of games. They yeah. won a bunch of titles, but too boring, but too boring. Mm-hmm. In football, now we got the Chiefs. Chiefs won last year. They've won two of the last three. I forget yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. And he said the Chiefs are good for football, whereas maybe the Patriots weren't. You know, the Chiefs, you got mm-hmm. Mahomes, who has got a certain uh, charisma to him, and certainly Kelsey and some of their other players. Jim, uh, do you agree the Chiefs dynasty is good for the NFL? I do. I mean, I think... Th- it- any any good quarterback like that, I I love to watch him, and it goes back to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier, the amount of passing that the league has moved into. But I, I like watching that. I think all fans do, but or a lot of them do. No, I think it's good. I don't I don't particularly care for the uh, I don't like the arrogant guys, but you get that a lot in football. There's a lot of bravado in this game, of course. Um, but but I don't. I'd rather see them be be good and 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 happy and solid and confident. And not, you know, in your face, you know, dirty shot kind of stuff. But, but I, I don't necessarily think the Chiefs are doing that. The, the problem with the Chiefs, I think, talking about this is that they got like three guys really that I can name, you know, that because they've had turnover at their, at their wide receiver spot. Um, so Tyreek Hill is gone. Right. Michael Hardman went to the, to the Jets along with everybody else. And in the next, next man up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Next man up. So, so they've been leaning on Kelsey a lot. But anyway, the, the two, personalities you're talking about are, are Kelsey and, and Mahomes. I think, I think they're, I think it's good as long as you don't see a lot of the off season stuff. Cause I think Kelsey's kind of a bozo. But. Yeah. And uh, also <laughs> Mahomes has got a, uh, a brother and a wife that have been in the headlines a little too much. Right. Uh, right. Jeff, what do you think about the chiefs? Are they a fun team? You think they're good for the league? I think when you brought up new England, I, I think a couple of things in terms of being good for the league, you look at the personalities of the head coaches. When I was, when I covered the Packers in Green Bay, Andy Reid was started out as a tight ends coach. And I think, uh, he sets a great tone and comes off as very likable. Uh, Bill Belichick 
doesn't care that he doesn't come off that way. It's basically count the rings. They go about things totally different. I never had much of an issue with Tom Brady. There's a lot of people who, you know, like to take him down. I thought the guy was a sixth round pick. Nobody wanted Tom Brady. He's yeah. a total rags to riches kind of story, right? But people had enough of him because that's how it is in America. You, you root for the underdog and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, enough of you. Mahomes <laughs> is very likable. He comes off to me as not just humble, but he's inventive. He's creative. So almost, almost in a far way, he comes up with plays that in the backyard you'd like to make. Like when he's about to get hit, he's a right-handed quarterback and he dumps it off with the left hand. They're a team from middle America with a devoted fan base. I think going to Arrowhead is something we probably should all have on our bucket list. I'm told it's a, an amazing experience. And Jim brought it up too. They, they gave up one of the best receivers in football. They traded Tyreek Hill to Miami and they won a Super Bowl without him. And don't forget, they signed a couple of free agents, a former Packer, Marquez Valdez Scantling, right. and also, uh, uh, Schuster, who, who came, Juju, who came from the Steelers. Andy Reid and the Chiefs are really good at adapting, but they made the greatest move of all. They had a good quarterback in Alex Smith and they were decisive and said, I, we got the guy. We got to get this guy. And they got Mahomes and they made a bold move because Alex Smith was good, but mm-hmm. they, they made a bold move. And you've got that coach who is universally respected by his team and the sport. And I, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I like to see, do I like to see some other teams contend there too? I do. The Chiefs right now, as they're constructed and as they're run by Andy Reid, I, I mean, it's not like I root for them all the time or anything like that. I'm, I, mean, I wasn't born a Chiefs fan, but they're, I, I respect what they're about, and I think they're generally good for the game. You know, one thing we don't talk about that's good for our podcast is the resume of our guest here today. We did mention it at the top of the show. Jeff Grayson, he, this is this not an idle friend of mine that's given his uh, some, his information. Yeah, some Joe Schmo down yeah. the block. No, no, no. Jeff this has got is... quite a resume on him. He uh, a sportscaster. He worked in the Green Bay market. He was there during the five years. He worked in the Minnesota market, and yep. uh, he's on air there. He was on air there, and then of course he worked for the the Bucks and the Brewers for Fox Sports. And so again, uh, Jeff uh, comes at this with a lot of knowledge. Uh, he's got encyclopedic uh, memory when it comes to Wisconsin sports and just sports in general. And so we didn't say that at the top of the show, but I just want to say that uh, we're always privileged to have uh, Jeff on our show. Well, that's very, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's always fun to do this. One other thing, when you're talking about dynasties and everything, the, the standard is different now because as hard as it is for people to tip their hat to him because Bill Belichick comes off as such a unlikable public figure, that was a dynasty. I know the AFC was down and the road was easier for them to get to the Super Bowl than it was in the NFC for a lot of those years. They, their biggest nemesis was the Colts, but they always seemed to get by Peyton Manning or the Steelers. I remember there was a, there was a famous writer named Jimmy Breslin. He was a great, great writer in New York. And he used to say, and Mike Lupica, another fantastic newspaper writer who's an author now, and Jimmy Breslin said that the two biggest stories in American journalism are big guy wins and big guy loses. Mm-hmm. And the way to me that I translate that in, in the, in the sports is, you know, are those teams that grab you, that gravitate to you, you know, the Yankees, or maybe it's the Packers or teams like that. The Chiefs right now are one of those teams and I don't know how many people are really rooting against them that much. I think they have their own favorite teams, but I think, I think people, and I might be wrong here, but 
if they're the team that's the current face of the NFL right now, and like you said, two Super Bowls last, you know, a couple of Super Bowls, they they lost another one to Brady. That that's not the worst face in the league to have, you right. know. And Mahomes is so likable that he's you know he's the heart of that team. Yeah, and but thank you for your kind words. And true fans are going to watch the NFL or any sport, regardless. But once there is a dynasty, then the casual fans get involved. Let me ask Jim this question. AFC, NFC, I think the balance of power right now is the AFC. How many teams in the AFC are better than the best NFC team? Let's just start with the Chiefs. How about the Bills? How about the Bengals? How about uh, perhaps the Jets? Uh, the, Jets? Uh, the, the Dolphins? It could, yeah, uh, I mean, it could be yeah. argued there's two, three, four, the Ravens, five maybe? teams yeah. in the AFC better than the best. Yes. NFC team. What right. do you think about 100%, that? 100%. Yeah. In fact, when I was thinking about uh, what we were going to talk about it today, um, I really was thinking like, I'd almost have almost no interest in talking about the NFC. There's two teams I can think of that may <laughs> have a chance, maybe three. You know, you're, you're looking at the, the Eagles and of course the 49ers and maybe the Cowboys. I don't even think they're, I don't even think they're, I think they're just kind of blah. And I, I know that if Kirk Cousins, when Kirk Cousins live, listens to this, he'll be a little bit disappointed because they had such a good <laughs> season. But I just, I don't think that, uh, there's anybody that really stands out very much in the NFC. So no, 100%, the AFC is just, wildly dominant over the NFC. Right. right. And it's, as I mentioned in the last podcast, it's a, it's a pass heavy league. Yep. All the premier quarterbacks are in the AFC. That's not yep. true, but, but I know them. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them, Most uh, of them are. The, it's, it's cyclical. Yeah. Right. It's, right. it's cyclical. I mean, you look at, yeah. you look at the, the AFC West. Well, Carr is gone now. He's in New Orleans. Yeah. But you, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo replaced him, who's not a bad replacement, but you've got J- Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Talk about a team that could be even better than they are. They seem to never play up to I mean, Justin Herbert. He got, got like the, the, one of the largest contracts in NFL history. And then, then you've got Mahomes and Russell Wilson, who everybody thought was going to be good last year and had a bust of his first year in Denver. And then you've got the AFC East, which you could make a case for all four of those teams yeah. winning that division. And you got, you know, Rodgers and Josh Allen is Tua going to be okay from the concussion. And, uh, who's the, Who's the team I'm forgetting in the AFC? The New England. The, New England. The, 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 the Patriots. They might be the, the down team. I for, forgive right. me. They might be the down team. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Right. But and throw in the, the, the Jaguars. And it, right. The ja- yeah. Right. Trevor right. Lawrence. Right. Yeah. Right. You got a lot of good young quarterbacks in there. Whereas on the, the other side, the 49ers are a team that's ready to win now. But is Purdy, you know, this, this talk about a, a Cinderella story is Purdy right. enough. I, I, the right. Eagles, the Eagles were so close to winning that Super Bowl. I, I think they're the team to beat right now, but I would say we're in a time where the, the AFC is, is really, oh, Joe Burrow in the, you know, I forgot how yeah. could I not mention sure. Joe Burrow? Uh, the, the, the path to a, a, a spot in the Super Bowl to me just seems so much easier in the NFC oh, if you yeah. can I mean, get there. And I think Brady knew that too when he yeah, left right. <laughs> New England right. for Tampa Bay. Yeah. So you got Mahomes and Burrow, like you mentioned, Josh Allen, of course. And now you throw in friggin' Aaron Rodgers in there, you <laughs> no. know, and, 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 you know, two is no slouch. Right. And then Lamar Jackson, we haven't even talked about Lamar the Jackson, you know, and, past and, MVP. Uh, it's crazy. It's loaded. It's, crazy. it's loaded with quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I said, uh, ask you guys, what is success for Jordan Love in terms of win losses? What is success in terms of win losses and playoff games for our former quarterback, Aaron Rodgers at the Jets? What does he need to do this year to prove to their fan base that it was a good move. You know what? The record doesn't matter. If they don't go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a bust. Really? That, that, mm-hmm. Yes. That, 100%. that high? Oh, oh, yeah. Because not, it's not only him. 
like I said, everybody in the league is going to that team. They just got uh, uh, Dalvin your Cook. boy, Dalvin Cook. I mean, like <laughs> it's, it's like crazy. They're, Do you think that they're the most talented team in the league? Yes. Really? Yes, because their defense was ridiculously good last year. Yeah, it was. And, and we talked about, I talked about the Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer years where like, you just need a quarterback to manage the game. Now they got a Hall of Fame quarterback on the other mm-hmm. side with several weapons. Uh, they got, I mean, Lazard is probably the, the number four receiver on that team. Yeah. Like Hardman, they got, uh, the dude, the, the rookie of the year. Um, I can't think of his name, but, um, and then they got Dalvin Cook and they, I mean, just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous over there. All right. I'm going to give Jim the hot take award here. He says and the Jets are the most, po- is the best team in the league. No. Most no, talented. They're the most talented. Okay. Now yeah. the Yankees, you could say, are the most talented team okay. in baseball, and they've got a they're horrible record. Yeah, but you said yeah. most so, talented, and you said they need to go to the Super Bowl or bust. Right. I didn't Jeff, say would. I said Jeff, they have to. Or do you agree? Do you agree with Jim's I, uh, sentiments I, here? They are. They are loaded. I do think Rodgers is going to do great there. As much as I shake my head, if he if he would have taken. Instead of two Kings ransoms, just one Kings ransom in Green Bay. They maybe they could have kept Devontae Adams. Maybe if he would have done things a little differently. But he, I think Rodgers is is primed to really have a good year there. But for me, I think you got to win the division. You got to get a home game in the playoffs. I think you got to go to the AFC title game. I don't know if you necessarily have to get to the Super Bowl, but if it goes through Kansas City like it used to go through New England, that's a tough place to win. Um, the Bengals did do it. A couple of years ago when Burrow went there, I think Rodgers, to make this uh, success, he's got to win the division. So you got to beat the Bills and the Dolphins. I don't think uh, you got to beat the Dolphins, but you got to get past the Bills and win the division. You got to win at least one playoff game. And in my opinion, get to the AFC title game. I wouldn't consider it a failure if they didn't get to the Super Bowl, but I think you got to get, I think you got to get to the game before it. I'll tell you what, because uh, why I said that, because I think, they got Rodgers for one, maybe, maybe two years. Uh, there's a lot of these guys are signing one-year contracts. Yeah. Don't this is one their, year. Yeah, this is their year to do it. And if they yeah. don't do it, uh, they're not going to have as good a team next year. And then, the, and after that, they're really they're kind of sunk. I mean, they're going to have to start paying all these guys all this money if they want to keep that yeah. team. Rodgers will be there, blah blah blah. But that's you know they're not thinking about that. Yeah. And don't forget the offensive coordinator uh, Hackett, Hackett is his right. guy from the Packers who yeah. took the job in Denver and was a disaster as a head coach. Yep, he's his guy calling the offense because the head coach of the team is one of those rarities. He's a defensive coach who used to, who's deep, Robert Sala, whose defenses with the 49ers when he was a San Francisco coordinator used to destroy Rogers' offense. Right. That's his, that's his head coach. He's, his head coach is a defensive head coach, which is not as much these days, but his offensive coordinator, he's totally in sync with. So I think they got to get to the AFC championship to consider this a success. Jim, if not the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and the AFC, who do you think is the most likely? Bills. I'm going to go with Bills. Take the I don't know most likely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, those, those four teams that we mentioned at least. I think the yeah. Bills window is closing. Is it not? I agree. And I think the Bills are really, really disappointed that Aaron Rodgers took, took yes. his whole entourage to New York. I do think the Bills window is closing, but also I think they're, they're one of those teams that just keeps, I think they have kept steadily climbing the ladder. I think that, I think they're ready to, to finally get over the hump this year. It's not going to be easy. I wish that Buffalo would get there because it's a smaller market like ours. 
Mm-hmm. They play in the cold weather. Bills fans, just like the Chiefs and a handful of other teams, are so devoted. And, you know, they had that horrible luck in the 90s where, you know, the kick went wide right. They would have won at least one Super Bowl. They, their fans love that team. But I still have a hard time going against Big Red and uh, the Chiefs because it's – I just – it's hard to win a playoff game there, let alone an AFC championship game. I still think they're the class of the division. There's so much I love about Josh Allen, but it just seems like when he makes the plays and make you go, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like when they should have won that championship game at Arrowhead against the Chiefs a couple of years ago, he was right. unbelievable. But then he'll also do some plays where you go, oof, what did he throw that ball that? for? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a little up and down. He's got a temperamental receiver. And Stephon Diggs, who used to play for the Vikings, they've got all the pieces, but I just can't pick right now against the Chiefs. I just, I, I've got to see something that, you know, makes them come down a notch. And maybe this is the year they do. And obviously, the, the, the other uh, obvious pick people would throw out there is the Bengals. They've yeah. done it before, they came mm-hmm. close last year. Who's got the best chance to beat the Chiefs in the AFC? I'm going to say the Jets. We're, and, we're, and this is when in a in a player's career with these elite quarterbacks, like um, Herbert, is Herbert going to take the next step, which for him would be winning a playoff game? Will right. Burrow take the next step, which is to it, – it's hard to get through a season and get a team to the Super Bowl, especially when yep. you got Patrick Mahomes in your way. I'd love to see Burrow too because I think he's a likable guy. But I think the Jets are a team that could challenge the Chiefs. And Rodgers isn't going to be intimidated yeah. by going to Arrowhead. He's right. seen it all. He's done yeah. it all. The thing I'll say about the Chiefs is that their defense is not very good. I think the Jets' defense is just going to be just unbelievable. Yeah, good. I mean, it's just going to be really, good. really good. Let's move on to the NFC now. Again, we've been uh, dissing the NFC here, but they came pretty <laughs> close to winning that Super Bowl last year, right? So, yeah. I mean, all you got to do not. is be in that game. That's and right. to get that to that game, the the steps aren't quite as hard in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, Jim mentioned the Cowboys, mentioned the 49ers, mentioned the Eagles. Besides them, those three, anybody else? I got your eye, Jim. I, honestly, I think the Vikings would be probably the next the next up. Like the Giants, I don't really eh, the Commanders. Eh. I'm not. I can't think of anybody that's really uh, you know all that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Well, there's, there's always a team that takes a step forward that you don't expect. And conversely, there's one that takes a step back. We didn't talk about the Steelers in the, the AFC. They got a quarterback, Kenny Pickett, in the, who, who could be could, but you asked about the NFC. The Vikings won so many close games last year. It was unbelievable. I just don't know if they can do that this year. And I think the offensive line will have to see about that and their defense. We're not quite sure as we all look at that, but, um, got a good young receiver, but. I mean, the Eagles to me are a really sound team. Mm-hmm. I, I like with 49ers with, with Purdy, but now you're going to see if he can do it for, for a full season or not. I'm trying to put my finger on a team in the NFC that's ready to do something that we're not expecting. Yeah. Is it McCarthy's Cowboys? They got on a pretty good roll there for a while. I just, yeah. I, I can't figure out the Cowboys. They're, they're, they miss, they're just mystifying. Maybe yeah. people don't talk about them that much because. Yeah. You know, they, but McCarthy has them on the right, has them on the right track. You know, Ezekiel Elliott's gone now, but I don't see anybody right now that, that's better than the Eagles. I just, I yeah, just yeah. don't. Jeff, uh, you're our secret correspondent up there in the, the Viking <laughs> land here. There, I, I want to throw a shout out. I think I did this for one other time when we talked to Augie. There's this, uh, YouTube series, uh, the name of the, um, 
series. I think it's called Dorktown, if I'm not mistaken. But they're <laughs> doing this big retrospective of the Minnesota Vikings right now. And you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta watch this. You know, okay. you're up there. And yep. it's it's probably going to be like a, a six hour eight hour thing about the whole history of the Vikings sure. and talking a little bit about how they're kind of snake bit right as a yeah. franchise. Yeah, fans uh, feel that the, way here. One of the most successful regular season mm-hmm. teams of all time to not win the big one. What is different in your estimation about the Vikings fans versus the uh, Packer fans? Are they as rabid? Uh, is it different? What's different about the two fan bases? That's a really good question. They were, when we were little kids, after Lombardi retired, they were the team um, for a solid decade. In fact, this year, because Bud Grant, their legendary head coach, who's in the Hall of Fame, and coached them to those four Super Bowls, he passed away a few months ago. And so they're wearing a patch this year that has says Bud, and they're honoring him and the Vikings franchise for what they're calling their decade of dominance which was that 10-year period where they won eight division titles and went to four Super Bowls. People here are very cynical about the Vikings because they have been good for most of their existence. They have been good in a sport that punishes good. Like the Packers, Mm -hmm. these fans who are younger than us, who are Packer fans, are so spoiled, right? I mean, our childhood... They were never playing a non-noon game without the number seven CBS announcing team, right? I mean, we had the lowest announcing team. We were were so spoiled. Well, you know, the Vikings have been pretty darn good for most of their existence. Yes, there have been some down. You could say that about anybody. But people always say, oh, it's the Vikings. They're going to let us down. But they do pack that stadium. It just got ranked as the top stadium uh, by this one uh, article in The Athletic. Lambo was number three, by the way. They have a beautiful stadium. They pack it. They sell it out. So fans still go to the games. But the big difference is the uniqueness of our team and its fan base. It, there's just nothing. I always say to people, I just shake my head. I said, you just don't understand. I said, this is our team no matter what. There are plenty of people who jump on and off the bandwagon here. There are plenty of who wear the braids. They make fun of us for the cheese, but they wear the braids and all that. There, there are rabid fans everywhere. They don't understand how generally we're paying with a broad brush, but they don't understand how generally we love our team all the time. They don't get that. And right. when, when they see that and if they're having a down year, they get very, very uh, mean about that. Oh, well, you have nothing else in Green Bay. Of course you're going to love your team. You yeah, guys right. are such idiots. The stock isn't going to pay any dividends. And oh, you, right, guys right, are, right, you guys right. are, it's a right. Viking fan say that Packer fans never shut up and think they're the best. And Packer fans who are here in Minnesota and then just over the, the other side of the border in Hudson, um, we always say about Viking fans that all you guys care about is you're fixated on us. Yeah, they're right. they're totally fixated on the Packers. Yeah. Like, cheer for your own team. We yeah. cheer for you know what I mean. It's like you know, free rent in their heads. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's funny that that they're complaining about our, our stock, not all, no dividends. Yeah. All this stuff. In the mean t- meanwhile, they are celebrating ten years where they were really good, like thirty years ago, <laughs> yeah, forty More years ago, right? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing about they, they, laugh about that. Like, we're going to celebrate the decade of dominance. Yep. 40 years ago. Yep. Of, course, of course, the Packers do celebrate their, their glory years, right, as well. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. Do. Well, uh, but, before we get too sidetracked, because we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, let's get our Super Bowl picks. Our, uh, who's going to play in the Super Bowl? Let's start with Jim. Who's going to play it? Who's going to win it? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with um, 
the Bills and the 49ers. Is this is this no, from the heart or the head? Give me your heart and your head picks. Let's do my, that. my heart picks are gonna pick the Bills and the uh I mean you want to say the Packers. I don't think the Packers are gonna do that, but I think the Bills and the Eagles, okay. I think. That's and fun. and my my head pick wants to pick the Jets. I it's just, the Jets is like like the way I like I mentioned this earlier, the Yankees. The Jets, I look at them like the Yankees when they buy all these players and you're like, how can they not just dominate mm-hmm. everybody? And then somehow it just doesn't happen. You got to play know? the game. But yeah, you got to, you got to play the game and you got to, they still have a, Jets still got a weak offensive line. I think there's a one Achilles heel. If, if Rodgers doesn't have time to throw, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I, w- I would say the, the Jets and the, and the Eagles, I think. I, I don't think, I think Brock Purdy, I think he's going to be another Sean King. If you remember him, he was the guy oh, who, King. who, who came out in like the first eight, 10 games. So like, looked like, you know, looked like Hall of Famer. And then everybody saw film on him and knew his tendencies. And he didn't mm-hmm. adapt and was nothing, right? And I think that's going to happen to Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. People saw enough footage of him last year where they get, okay, well, now we know what he's going to do, what he's not going to do. We know how to play him. I don't think he's going to be the, the, I mean, he was the last pick in the draft for a reason, right? Uh, but so I'll go with you. I'll give you mine here. Uh, I'll yeah. give my, my from the heart pick based upon what we just talked about. I'll take Bills against the Vikings, the two oh, franchises. There you go. That have That'd been be to four great. Super Bowls and haven't won a one between the two of How them. How about that? And as far as the winner, I'll take either one. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't hold animus against the Vikings just because no, they're in. I don't division. either. I would be happy to see them win. A good friend of mine in the past was a big Viking fan and I would like to see it for him to win. And I'd be happy for the Bills to win. Like you said, wide right. I remember watching that oh, and, and feeling you know. sick for the Bills. You know, they had yeah. their decade of dominance or at least they their half decade. Yep. And so either one of those, I'd be happy to win. As far as from the head, I'll go, I'll say the Bengals go back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I yeah. say they're going to play uh, the Eagles, and I'll say the Bengals will win. What about you, Jeff? Wow. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I have to admit, I didn't put that much thought into what, what our Super Bowl picks would be. And, yeah, to be clear, too, if the Packers can't win because I live in Viking land, you know, a lot of my friends are are Viking fans. One of my all-time favorite players was Chuck Foreman. I had a jersey made of him. But Thon Sporting Goods at 58th and Valite when I was a kid, when you couldn't just buy the jerseys, I had to make it where they pressed on the the numbers. And um, so I'd be happy for the I'd be happy for the Vikings. I don't want to hear any gloating as to the Packers. Just celebrate your team. But um, no one's really talking much about Joe Burrow. And this guy, this guy has that quality that I I. I have to admit, though, I haven't studied his whole team overall, but I like the coach. Um, I like Zach Taylor and I, I like, I like Burrow. I'm going to take Cincinnati in the AFC with the Jets. I, I'm really tempted to pick the Jets, but I, I want to try to, yeah, I want to, uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati in Philadelphia <laughs> and I'm going to take the Eagles to win it because I think Jalen Hurts. Is that great combination, sort of like Mahomes, of a level-headed star who's mm-hmm. got something to prove still. Another great story, Jim, a guy who, you know, goes to Alabama and he's doing great. And then he, you know, Tua comes in, he replaces him. Then Tua gets hurt. He comes in, helps save the day. And then it's Tua's job. And then Jalen Hurts goes to Oklahoma, right, for one year. I and mean, right. all these guys have been knocked down and have come back. You got Brock Purdy, who's the last pick in the draft. Um, 
because of that uncertainty is how good can Purdy be? Because otherwise I'd pick the 49ers. I think the 49ers are ready to ready to go to win it now. I'm going to go Eagles over Bengals. That's my pick. All right, last question. How many games is uh, Baker Mayfield going to last as the starting quarterback of the Buc- <laughs> oh, Buccaneers? That's your last question, yeah. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> who's, who's his, I just thought of that when you're talking about the because I guess I heard he just won. I just heard he won the uh, the starting job. Oh, really? At yep. the Buccaneers, and there's a lot of haters out there. Baker Mayfield, yeah. and and for good reason. Does he get through the first third, the first half? Does he get through the first year? Or is he going to be out of this league by the end of the year? I have a question uh, no. first. Who's the backup? Who's the, who's the guy? You took that was my question. Yeah. Because, because if that guy's any good, it's only going to be four or five weeks. If that guy's no good, they're just going to have to suffer with him. Yeah. But who is, who, didn't they draft a kid who was like, uh, Brady's understudy before they got, you know, before Brady retired? Didn't they have a young kid who was just brought, they drafted him? Yeah. Like the third, a couple years ago, right? In like the third round. Two years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they drafted him in like the the third round, and I, I apologize because I don't have his name handy, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, it's this guy, it's this guy." You know, uh, Baker Mayfield is the opposite of the guys we've been talking about, who have been these uh, amazing stories. Baker Mayfield was a surprising number one pick mm-hmm. who has just mm-hmm. gone down. He had that one year, remember, guys, where he got the Browns in the playoffs, yeah, and and they got a playoff win. I want to say against their arch rival, the Steelers. Yeah, but then they lost the next week. Um, I can't find the name of that other quarterback. Oh, I'm gonna give right. him. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. Uh, I'm gonna give him uh, eight games. About eight oh, games, then he'll be out of league. Well, I mean, not out, out of the, the league. Not out spot. of the league. Out of the lineup. Yeah, out of the yeah. lineup. Well, hey Jeff, as always, we want to thank you. We might be hearing from you again here pretty soon because we're talking Brewers playoffs. Maybe we'll see Augie here. Get the four of us Absolutely. again for the uh, for the uh, Brewers playoffs. Hopefully, coming up here soon. Thanks again, Jeff. We got another one coming in here. We're going to do another yep. podcast after this one. So uh, thanks a lot. You don't have to hang up, but we'll we'll talk to you here soon, hopefully. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much, Jim and Chris. Thanks, you guys take care. Thanks. Thank you. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we talk to the mayor of our fine city of Wauwatosa, Dennis McBride. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word!